You're listening to Why Is My PC Slow, the podcast with Clint Huffman and Jeff Stokes. This is Cortana announcing show number zero with guest Joseph Holly. Recorded Wednesday, October 9th, 2019. Why Is My PC Slow, the podcast is produced each week by Huffestus LLC. You can find us on Twitter at ClintH and at Windows Per. Welcome to the Why Is My PC Slow podcast. Uh, we've got here, it's, uh, well, let me get to the date first. It's uh, Wednesday, October 9th is today that we're doing this recording. Uh, my name is Clint Huffman, um, and I'll be the host. The other host is uh, Jeff Stokes, who we see on the video here. Hey, and then um, I've got my um, friend of mine, Joe Hawley. Here's here. He's with us. Uh, he's going to be our our guinea pig for this uh, particular episode. <laughs> um, and then um, we've got a few observers, uh, Tom and Joanne, that are, are going to watch the maiden voyage of our podcast. So, so Jeff and I, we've been doing this for what forty years combined. Yeah, like about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long time. Yeah. So. A little bit of background here is uh, Jeff and I were uh, PFEs, our premier field engineers at Microsoft, and uh, we would go on site with large corporations and then look at their uh, their end user devices, look how slow they were, and you know boot times and other things like that. We would kind of analyze that, and then we spend a lot of time trying to fix those issues and stuff like that. So, what, what are you pointing at? Hmm? You're talking to me instead of the. What's wrong? With talking? I can talk to you, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with talking to you. <laughs> now, just so you guys know, this is practice. This is episode zero. So this is just going to be practice for us, but we'll probably publish it anyway. What the heck, right? It's going to be fun. So um, anyway, I wanted to talk to the audience about the reason why we're doing this. The reason we're doing this is we, Jeff and I really care about people's experiences on our devices, uh, on Windows devices in general. And we, it, we just can't stand it. When somebody says, yeah, I've got a brand new PC and doing all this stuff with it, but then it's so slow. I don't know what I'm doing with it. It just it just won't, the battery life is terrible on it, and I, I can't do anything with it. And every time I bring up the browser, it's so slow, and all these pop-ups come up all the time. And it just drives me nuts when people have terrible experiences on these devices, because I know that the hardware is great most of the time, okay? Um, most of the time, right? Um, but, but most of the time, the hardware is great. So it's so, usually it's some kind of software issue that's actually causing the problem. And that's that's what I really feel that uh, where we can add some value here is identifying, is this a hardware issue where you really need to upgrade the hardware? Or is this a software issue where you can do something about it? Um, I mean, the worst case scenario is you wipe it clean and start over again. But even that will have some problems. Like you have to be technical enough to reinstall the operating system. Uh, and even if you did reinstall the operating system, did you get all the drivers and firmware correct on that device? So you got to make sure you have all that right. Um, and just for complete transparency, I work on the Microsoft Surface team, and uh, we actually test our drivers and firmware in uh, groups called trains. And that's, that, that means that certain combinations of drivers and firmware go together. So if you are all the way up to date on your drivers and firmware, but yet one of your firmwares are a, a, version or two behind, then that can wreck the entire train because we're, the drivers are expecting that version of the firmware or vice versa. And then uh, you just end up having like very poor battery life, high thermals where it's really, really hot to touch and just not operating so well. So a lot of these things can be fixed through best practices, which we'll, we'll go over at some point and talk about best practices uh, and what we can do about that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, it goes beyond even the surface devices. I know that some network oh, yeah. cards, you have to update the firmware before you update the network card driver. You know, there's all kinds of caveats for hardware, you know. Yeah, I mean, being on the hardware team on surface and stuff like that, I definitely know that, that story because there are some times where, well, that driver can't be updated until this other thing is updated first, and then you've got to do certain version numbers up with that. You know, it's not like we're trying to make it hard on purpose. It's just that that's the way some things work sometimes, and that's just life. That's how things work sometimes. So, so Jeff, why don't you, uh, you're a co-host, so uh, let's uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I've uh, been in IT about 23 years. Um, I got my start at DAC, Digital Equipment Corp, um, back in the 90s. And uh, yeah, right now I work at Tanium, uh, Endpoint Solution um, uh, product. And uh, yeah, I'm a TAM there. So I help customers do a lot of debugging, performance, things like that. Yeah. And I used to be a PFE also, like, uh, like Clint was saying, did that for about six or seven years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get into it then, uh, shall we? So, um, so Joe's here. He's telling us about his about my about his PC. He's a laptop, which I'll show up the camera here, that so you guys can see it. So, um, this is a Lenovo something. Do you know the model number of it? No, Y seven hundred. Y seven hundred. So, um, so obviously a gaming laptop, right? Yes, that's what it originally was designed <laughs> for. All right. So, but you're not having a good experience now. Uh, we can show a boot up, and then you can talk <laughs> about other things while it boots up. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do that. So, uh, how old is this laptop? Uh, this laptop is five years old. Okay. My my worst boot up story is when I was going to a customer site. And um, I'm downstairs in the lobby of a skyscraper, right, getting coffee. And a lady's got her laptop out, and she's hitting the button and then poured coffee. So oh. what are you doing? You're going to drop that. She says, well, if I turn it on now, by the time I plug it in at my desk upstairs, I'll be able to log on. Like, oh, <laughs> man. I mean, it just breaks your heart, you know? <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is corporations like to the pave over the operating system, put their own stuff on it, and then – by the time they're done with that, it's like, what ab abomination did you just create? And your poor users have to deal with that. So uh, so Jeff and I re really empathize for people who have to deal with that. I'd have to say about eight years at Microsoft ago, we had s severely slow boot times. Uh, and then the age of SSDs came around, and that changed everything. Of course. So when oh. I originally got this computer, it was about... 30 seconds for me to be logged in to Windows. Uh, and as you can see, we've surpassed that before I get the chance to log in. Yep. Uh, yeah. It has gotten extremely slow. Uh, I do do automatic updates, but either something has failed on that end or that's for hopefully you guys to figure out. Uh, it seems like every time I have an issue with a, a computer, I, I have a friend that I bring it to, and the second he hits the button, it everything works. <laughs> <laughs> I have and an effect on things. I'm I'm sitting there like oh, I swear it was messed up before. <laughs> you know, it's like going so, to the mechanic, right? You, know, you go to the mechanic, hey, it makes this dinging noise, and of course, you know, it doesn't do it the entire time you're there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So what kind of hard drive is in this that you know of? Uh, I, I do not know the speed, but it is not an SSD. Ah, yeah, that's going to be the first thing. So, so yeah, sorry to say, but uh, this is a dinosaur machine because of that. Uh, SSDs are definitely the way to go nowadays. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll probably come to that conclusion at some point, but uh, there's sounds you said it was a much better experience before. So, yeah, and that finally came up. So probably something happened between then and now to slow it down more so than what it is, uh, you know, today, so... Yeah, it even it even lags just trying to bring up where I can type my password. Well, I don't want to go that far with it. So that, that's one thing about this podcast, though, is that we can't do any uh, personal information, right? So we that's one of the reason why what we're going to do for this format, probably starting off and experimenting here, is when we're just going to show go, go ahead and log in if you don't mind there. Um, but go ahead, we're just going to go ahead and show just um, that it, how slow it is. Uh, we slow, showed the boot, so I think that I think we established that it's slow just from the boot itself. Uh, and I'd rather not take a chance of like anything personal coming up or anything else like that. So what we'll do is uh, Joe will give me administrator rights to this PC, and then um, and then uh, when we come back here next week and we actually look at that, we'll look at the data. Uh, we'll, we'll collect some data. He'll show me a few things that are slow. And then uh, Jeff and I will spend some time processing and looking at that data and then uh, seeing what we can do to, uh, to, uh, to, to solve this. Um, so, Jeff, uh, just to uh, get you back uh, involved here, uh, yeah. what are some good things we should be collecting off of this machine? Well, I mean, my, my deal, you know, we know it's not an SSD, so you're going to be kind of I.O. bound during boot, right? So yeah. a boot trace is the way to go to diagnose it, but we would almost want to like log it to a USB stick or something. Um, you know, there's that uh, bridge key you can flip to basically start USB soon enough to log to it with the kernel. Oh, logger. I didn't know about that. I didn't know you could do yeah. a bridge key boot trace. Well, you so, do you, the registry key to tell USB to start up soon enough. So it actually sees the USB stick as a place to log to. If okay. you don't do that, it tries to log and there's no drive. Yeah. And the reason you're saying that is because the hard drive is so saturated that you need another yeah. drive to write to during boot and stuff like that. Exactly, uh, yeah. Yeah, and so for the audience who aren't technical and don't understand what we're talking about, uh, Windows has a capability of having uh, what's called a boot trace, an ETW trace that you can start up on the next reboot. Uh, and what it does is as, as early as possible, it starts logging everything going on on that operating system, uh, all everything, that, everything loading up, all the services, all the group policy objects, everything Everything it needs to get Windows up and running, and they can log that pretty early on. Uh, so what we could do is, uh, is do, start up that boot trace, um, reboot the machine, and then just kind of wait to see uh, what we see in that trace. So we'll probably get all that good information from that. My guess is that you've got some kind of, uh, just taking a guess here, but you probably have some kind of service that's saying, that where the, the Windows service manager is saying, start up. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do all this other stuff for a while. Get some coffee, the service that is. Go get some coffee. It's like, then come back and then tell it continue. Um, what's supposed to happen with services is supposed to, as soon as the service control manager, oh, that does not sound good. It's making weird noises now. Um, but when a service control manager actually starts up a service, it's supposed to immediately come back and say, yes, I started. And then do its work, right? Uh, but, nine, but sometimes when you have bad uh, services that are developed, developed with uh, immature uh, developers, they don't always do that. So 
So that may very well be part of it. And part of that, that's why when people, when they clean the operating system, meaning that they put on a brand new uh, operating system image on the machine, that of course fixes it because it clears out all those extra services out. So Yeah. Now, you know, we went straight to a boot trace. There's one thing I would say for someone that's using a machine that's managed in an enterprise, you know, sort of like your enterprise admin, desktop uh, technicians that are listening. Uh, one of the first places to kind of go to also would be the group policy operational event log, because that'll show you how the how long the GPOs took to apply. That's that's kind of a quick, you know, just a quick hit. But obviously, we're looking at machines, not domain joins. That's probably not an issue here. Yeah, and for the audience, would you explain what group policies are? Yeah, yeah. So you have the GPOs, group policy objects that uh, in a managed environment like an enterprise corporate network, they'll uh, you know do things like change the background for everybody or uh, you know, change uh, security settings, prevent certain software from installing, you know, whatever. Or, or inventory the entire hardware and software on a given machine every time it boots. I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, GPO is just something that in the enterprise is just kind of expected to be there. And sometimes it can it can go badly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I have a checklist of things that uh, I was going to also talk about. Uh, one of the first and foremost things that I ask, uh, especially for the Surface-related users, is uh, make sure you're up to date on Windows Update. Um, I know it sounds trivial and that people are like, oh, that's not, I, I, I do that, I do that, or maybe you don't, I don't know. Uh, but as cheesy as that sounds, uh, that's how Microsoft does its fixes. Um, if we detect problems on your machine through telemetry and other means, our fix-it method is simply to go through Windows Update push the updates out to your machine. So if you're having problems, uh, it is important to go ahead and, and actively go to Windows Update on your machine. You can click on Start and then Updates, and then Windows Updates will come up. And then you run that, try to rerun that as many times. Like I usually try to do it twice, because sometimes it'll say it's up to date, but then you refresh it again and it finds more. Uh, so always try to do it twice just to make sure that it downloaded everything. Um, Next thing, if you're, more, if you're more technical savvy, is to right-click on the, uh, the Start menu. Uh, the little Start button, you can right-click on that, and a whole little secret menu of items comes up here. And then click on uh, Device Manager. And when you click on that, that'll show all the drivers and firmware that are loaded up on your, on your given machine. Uh, we call this uh, looking for banged out drivers, and that's jargon really for that the driver's malfunctioning or the hardware exists, but the driver doesn't exist. The driver's not attached to it. And that's a dangerous situation to be in because that means that the hardware is just running free, doing whatever it so desires without any management whatsoever. It's like a horse running off on its own uh, with, your, with your cart and everything like that without somebody guiding where it's going and such, and nobody to manage it. So, actually, um, actually, the worst one is when you have the the wrong driver trying to manage the hardware, right? Oh, Where it loads wrong and then, driver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're really looking for these. We mean by bang out, we mean exclamation points. So you're looking for these little exclamation points on there. Um, a quick fix for that is right clicking on those and try to do update driver and see if that helps. Um, and if it still doesn't continue, then you uh, worst case scenario, you could go to the OEM, which is the original equipment manufacturer, the person, the company who built the PC in the first place, go to their website, go to their support site, type in the model of your device, uh, and then download the drivers that sound like the right things for your, your device. And, and both firmware and drivers will show up in Device Manager. 
So uh, in the case of Surface devices, we have um, a website dedicated to all updates for Surface devices. Uh, you just pick and choose which kind of Surface device you're running. And then we have this driver and firmware pack that has all the latest drivers uh, for that device. The important part is when you're presented with all these different numbers, you're like, what are these weird numbers associated to all these driver packs? That's actually the Windows version associated with that. Um, it's not obvious which one that you should choose because you might think, oh, I'll just choose the highest number. That's only true if you're on the highest, latest version of Windows. So main thing to do is um, you can run a command. It's um, uh, actually, I think if you do msinfo32, if you hit the start button and then actually type in, so you hit the start button and, and type in, to so start typing msinfo32 as a single word, then system information will pop up and you want to click on that. And within there, you'll have, you'll see a version number, uh, be second item in that list, and it'll be 10.0. something. Well, in my case, it's 18362. So then you look for the driver pack that has that 18362 because that's the one that matches your operating system. And we'll, I'll probably write an article to, uh, to help uh, identify those kind of things. Um, with every other vendor uh, who, or OEM who creates uh, laptops and stuff like that, uh, they're all going to have a different way of downloading them and working with them. Next is if the OEM provides a diagnostic tool. So maybe they have a memory diagnostics or hardware diagnostics. In our case, Surface, we have the Surface Diagnostic Toolkit, uh, which you can download and then have it analyze the machine and do some diagnostics. Do you know of any others, uh, Jeff? Yeah, the, I uh, have a Dell that work issued me. And on that one, it's got, uh, I think it's, um, it's like Dell Open Manage or something like that, but it, it'll do a health check. You know, check for missing drivers, malfunctioning things, and battery life, and all that. Generate a report for me, and then go get drivers too. Yeah. So Joe seems to have this Lenovo Nerve Sense. Heard of that? It's uh, it's OEM. It's what came with my computer. Okay. And uh, it's supposed to help manage this, and uh, it also runs slow. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that Lenovo a while back had that thing where uh, one of their certificates, I think, was bad in the tools that were installed from the factory. So there's like an update for it to address it. So that might actually be part of that issue with the slow boot. Yeah. And if anybody in Lenovo is listening to this, uh, contact us. We could have you on the show to talk about your devices. Uh, I definitely sure. welcome anybody and everybody who has a Windows device uh, to talk about this kind of stuff. So. Okay, yes, it does look like it's some kind of diagnostic tool. It at least tells you a little bit about the informa uh, information about the device. So, well, cool. Um, what are some other things? Uh, oh, um, one other thing I thought about was uh, creating restore points. Um, like, when you first get your device and it's running great and everything is good, create a restore point <laughs> so that you can go back to that if something else goes wrong. Um, I'm trying to remember how that get to that. You go to start, maybe type in restore here. Yeah, so you click start, type the word restore, and then there'll be an item that comes up called create a restore point. Uh, Jeff, do you know if we create one by 
default when you first build a system or not? Do you know much about I, this? Yeah, I thought after Windows finished its setup, it created a, a default restore point. But of course, that's not going to have any apps you install after Windows is stood up. You know, yeah. it's just before that. Uh, but um, and then also remember, it takes a percentage of your hard drive space to maintain that uh, shadow area. So a lot of people won't, may not have that then. Yeah, I just, I'm looking on mine, and I just don't have it, so it doesn't look like it's there. Hmm. Uh, but that is something to consider. So, um, Other things that I've done for friends and family is I, I use the Mark Rosinovich's uh, hunting malware techniques. Have you attended those back years ago, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, tools. I actually have an article about this, but uh, there's, there's two tools in particular that I like using. Uh, one of them is auto runs. And uh, auto runs, you can is a system controls tool. You can run that, and then it'll it'll pop it'll inventory everything that happens during boot. So it'll look all the nooks and crannies and stuff like that. And then you can even check the trust lists of the, all the software running on your system. What I mean by trust list is that every piece of software is um, either not signed, which is bad, which means we don't know who it came from or what it did. Or if it is signed, um, you need to be able to say, I trust that particular signer. Um, just because it's signed by hackercorporation.eek uh, uh, doesn't mean that it's a, it's a safe thing. It just means it was signed by that particular organization. Uh, so, And I actually seen malware that's been signed. They actually got a certificate, signed the bits. And, uh, and if you don't have a proper trust list, then you won't even know what's wrong. So. Um, so by running auto runs, I'll probably do a, maybe one of our next episodes or something, have to do an auto run session and just uh, show what auto runs does for this kind of thing. But the idea is you want to validate signatures on it, look for anything that looks a little suspicious, and then right click and say delete, delete those entries. And then yeah. it's, it's peeling the onion type of thing. You keep doing that, doing that, rebooting until you finally get to a point where, it, where it's a lot more performant. Well, we're we're missing one key thing that came out with Windows 10, the Task Manager. Task Manager's gotten a lot of love lately. Um, yes. The Startup tab, where it measures the impact on boot. Yes. So in there, you might get lucky and see one where you know Task Manager itself is complaining, "Hey, this is a heavy impact to my boot time." And for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, it's Task Manager has been with Windows forever. Uh, a quick and dirty way of bringing that up is to hold down Control-Shift-Escape. So this is really helpful if your system is painfully slow, just to do Control-Shift-Escape and key and to bring that up. Uh, yeah. The alternative way is to right-click on your taskbar. That's the bar thing that's, that's typically at the bottom there for all your uh, your apps. And just right-click on that, and then do uh, click on Task Manager, and that'll. So. Yeah, WinX has it too. The the menu we mentioned earlier. Oh, WinX. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. The right-click on the uh, the Start menu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you may have to click on more detail. I think uh, is the view there. So. Yeah, I was thinking of the Startup tab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then yeah, you click on the startup tab there once you have task manager up and it'll tell you you go to the startup impact there and it'll give you an idea of what's going on. So if something is really high uh, resources, I, I don't find this is all that reliable though, in my opinion, because um, I mean, I've got apps that I'm seeing right now that are say high impact, but I have absolutely no performance problems on this 
on my well, I think it's a relative scale. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. But yeah, on something that's already slow, it might be interesting. Yeah, so we're looking at Joe's machine here and looking at startup impact. We're just seeing not measured all over the place. Um, oh. Any idea why that's like that? Yeah, it, because the analysis the taskman's doing is ETW based, and what's probably happening is it's timing out because the recording oh. is only supposed to go for a certain time period, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know it's slow, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it just got installed, you know, a fresh build and it hasn't measured yet, but that's not likely on this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, every, everything has on here has been on here. Uh, some things yeah. were factory put on, like the Dolby surround sound that's built into it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Even even the Lenovo nerve center is supposed to help management. It yeah. is saying not measured. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah, be, be an interesting trace. Yeah. yeah. I gotta work that out for this one. <laughs> yeah. So I think what we're gonna have to do here is uh, we'll probably do some initial traces, um, some recordings, just to see what's going on generally with the device. Uh, just grab a couple of those. Uh, maybe grab a few boot traces, and then once we actually get it reasonably working well, and you're still not happy because you're running spindle drive, uh, we can certainly have a discussion about spindle drives and uh, and maybe even do a hardware upgrade on this uh, to show, show before and after. Uh, yeah. Replace the hard drive with an NVMe drive because this this looks like it. We looked up the hardware earlier, and it looked like it did have a slot for an NVMe drive. Oh. Yeah, that, that would be a world of difference. It'd be a new laptop, basically. Yeah, and for those yeah. who don't know what we're talking about, uh, there's been a huge revolution when it comes to hard, hard drives and stuff. Hard drives are typically, that's where all the data is stored on your computer system. Uh, so if you get rid of that, you've lost all your data that you've tried to get you saved on the computer system. So um, and what we're talking about is uh, there's been a big change in the performance of these old clunky spindle drives that are mechanical and, and have moving parts. And we've now moved to these uh, basically circuit boards, basically. They're little chips that are, they call them solid state because there's no moving parts on these. Uh, and they are just uh, literally a hundred times faster than these old uh, old uh, mechanical drives, uh, and that's pretty much the way everything is moving nowadays. And I, I hate to say it, but maybe I think starting to think Windows is expecting everyone to have uh, NVMe drivers or SSDs nowadays. It seems that way because yeah. I, I, I've seen some issues where I'm, I'm in the, I work for Microsoft, so this is probably bad. <laughs> But I've seen things like where simple as a, a Windows Defender running or Windows Updates running or the indexer service, and it's like, why is the system so slow? And it's like, well, the spindle drive, it's mechanical, and it, it can't even handle the, the basic things that Windows does for maintenance sometimes, So, um, yeah. which is unfortunate because uh, I had spindle drives forever on one of my PCs and just getting slower and slower. So they uh, they also run a lot hotter too, don't they? Uh, yeah, the spindle well, drive. I think the spindle drives yeah. are put out a lot of heat too. The mechanical drives they also put out a lot of heat. Uh, or is that what is that what you meant? Or you think you were thinking the SSD was hotter? I was thinking that the spindle drive, oh, yeah. larger, more moving parts would would actually be a little hotter yeah. in my system than 
a small drive. See, I've never thought of them having a lot of heat, uh, but I cracked open my Surface Studio a while back, uh, and I noticed that there's heat pipes going to the spindle drive inside yeah. of it. So, interesting story about heat from hard drives. I uh, think back in, it's in the early like, 2010, 2012, that time frame, uh, there were a couple models from an OEM put out that the hard drive was too close to the processor. And so what was happening is the CPU was downclocking to, you know, 100 megahertz. And so then they released a BIOS update that turned on acoustic management on the hard drive, which basically puts a throttle on how fast it can go. And then the, the CPU wasn't getting so hot that it had to downclock. You know, the, uh, Slashdot called it, uh, I think it was Throttlegate, if anyone wants to go look it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think every OEM goes through uh, kind of a rite of passage with some kind of thermal issues at some point. So, and Surface is no uh, no exception to that on, on when we deal with that stuff. So, uh, all right. Um, anything else you wanted to cover on this uh, our maiden voyage uh, episode here? I think this has been good. I'm looking forward to digging into some of these traces, some of the data. Anything you wanted to add, Jeff, to, to uh, the uh, the story here, the plot thickens here with this? <laughs> uh, just can't wait to see what can be done with what's here and any suggestions on definitely an upgrade on hardware yeah. or, uh, you know, just simple things that I can do. Because when I, when I look up speeding up my computer or my computer running slow, yeah. the suggestions are either very over technical <laughs> and I can't understand them or it's like running a simple program like defragging my hard drive which it tells me my hard drive's perfect because I've done it before <laughs> yeah yeah well there I had two thoughts with that I'm trying to remember now <laughs> um well, first of all, I think it's important for us to, a lot of people are still on mechanical drives. That, that's not going away anytime soon. There's a lot of people that are still on those. So I think it's worth the effort to see what can we do to get this to the point where it's an actually a usable device. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's important. I think we need to, need to work on that, try to get it to that point. Um, and then if it's still okay, or even if it's good, uh, we can then certainly do the option of going to an upgrade just to see uh, just upgrade the hard, just for the audience to see how to do that. And now it's going to be different for every PC out there. Uh, every OEM is going to have a, a different way of doing it, but we'll at least give it a try. So, all right, I guess we'll uh, call it an episode then. All right, guys, see you next week, and then uh, next week we'll uh, we'll have some uh, analysis and uh, see what's going on with your device. All right, all right, see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.